Good afternoon. Welcome to this afternoon's edition of the Rich Urban Show. I am your host, Rich Urban, coming from Historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. We bring you news and views from God's point of view. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Stacy Urban, today. Hello. So today is part five of our series on absolute sexual ethics. So we're going to get started with our reading from the speech of that title by Reverend Sum Young Moon. Then what is true love? Its essence is to give, to live for the sake of others, and for the sake of the whole. True love gives, forgets that it has given, and continues to give without ceasing. True love gives joyfully. We find it in the joyful and loving heart of a mother who cradles her baby in her arms and nurses it at her breast. True love is sacrificial love, as with a devoted son who finds his greatest satisfaction in dedicating his mind and body to helping his parents. When we are bound together in true love, we can be together forever, continually rejoicing in each other's company. The attraction of true love brings all things in the universe to our feet. Even God will come to dwell with us. Nothing can compare to the value of true love. It has the power to dissolve the barriers fallen people have created, including national boundaries and barriers of race and even religion. The main attributes of God's true love are that it is absolute, unique, unchanging, and eternal. So whoever practices true love will live with God, share his happiness, and enjoy the right to participate as an equal in his work. Therefore, a life lived for the sake of others, a life of true love, is the absolute precondition for entering the kingdom of heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, each person has a mind and body and a spirit self that is more elevated than the mind. God resides in the world in which we live with our physical bodies, and also in the world, spirit world rather, to which our spirits are destined to pass on. Therefore, only when we have become completely one with God, in true love are we complete. Such a perfected person might be a small individual, but would represent all of history and all potential future relationships, and so could be said to possess infinite value. Once we are aware of this universal value, we realize that our lives should be led by and carried out in service to our minds for sake of perfecting a standard of absolute sexual morality. That is why your conscience knows and perceives not only every action you have performed, but also every thought you have entertained. Your conscience is aware of these things before your teachers, parents, or even God are. Hence, if you were to live in an absolute obedience to the commands of your conscience, which is your teacher for eternity, you would be absolutely guaranteed to have eternal life. Such is the way of God's creation. When viewing the structure of human being from a different angle, we can recognize that God created us as beings with dual characteristics. He created our physical bodies as miniatures of the corporeal, tangible world, and our spiritual bodies as representatives of and lords of the incorporeal world. Accordingly, his intention was that we would live for 100 years or so in the physical world, and once the physical body ceases to function, pass on naturally and automatically into the incorporeal spirit world. In this way, though it cannot be perceived by the eyes in our physical bodies, the spirit world is the automatic and inevitable extension of our lives on earth, humanity's eternal original homeland created by God. The spirit world does actually exist. It is not a world that has been fantasized or imagined into existence. 
we do not have the right to choose. It is not a world we can go to if we please or refuse to go to if we would rather not. Just as God is eternal and unchanging, the spirit world he created is also eternal and unchanging. Just as we live in the physical world and our physical bodies and form all sorts of relationships with the existing world, in the spirit world, we're destined to go on living in our spiritual bodies, forming and maintaining close relationships with all the phenomena of the spirit world. So I hope you enjoyed that reading. What's your initial reaction to that, Stacy? Well, I remember I was asked to imagine that you were by yourself in a room with nobody and nothing. How happy would you be? And so I was thinking about that. And I wouldn't be very happy. And that is God's situation before the creation. So God created us to be objects of love. For him to love and for us to return that love. Yes. I agree. We should be as objects of love and live unselfishly. In the reading, we had scripture readings this morning. Then uh, Reverend Moon was saying that, you know, the people in hell in the spirit world are those who live only for themselves. So that's the opposite. But, you know, a world of true love is one where you're, you know, live for others. And then naturally your own needs are taken care of as part of that. So that that's very uh, true. What you know what you're talking about? Yeah. So it's like an uh, un, unselfish lifestyle, definitely. What about the reading about the spirit world? That also dovetails with our uh, scripture readings we've been doing about heaven and hell. Do you have any thoughts on that, Stacy? Yes. Well, we do have a, a spiritual and physical body and a conscience, and the conscience, if you listen to it. It's telling you what is right and what is wrong. I remember the movie, Pinocchio, Disney movie, and there was Jiminy Cricket. And Jiminy Cricket would be trying to tell Pinocchio what was right, what he should be doing. But Pinocchio didn't always listen. So we don't always listen to that voice that tells us and that feeling that tells us, no, 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 this isn't right. We shouldn't be doing this. So we would be better off if we would listen to that and follow our conscience and follow God, we would be in a better place and ultimately be happier. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, this is an amazing statement in the speech here that um, Reverend Moon is saying that, you know, your conscience even knows things before God does. And, you know, everybody has a conscience, whether they believe in God or don't believe in God. Your conscience knows what's right and what's wrong. Which means that obviously a lot of people suppress their conscience. But nonetheless, it is there. And that's also the importance of studying scripture. Because that enlightens or liberates your conscience to move to the in the right direction. And that's a good plug. Join our daily inspiration um, email list. And uh, go to visionroot.org. If you're not on it right now, daily inspiration and sign up there and you can enjoy the um, scripture readings we're talking about. So, yeah, we all have a conscience, but we have to. Um, how do you say the conscience needs educating in one sense, the original part of us or what the principle calls the original mind does not need educating because that's God within us. 
But the conscience is the kind of give and take between our mind and what we think is true. So if you think things are true that aren't true, your conscience is going to be off. So you do need to study scripture and not just any old scripture. Study the principle, you know, and of course you can study the Bible. We, we read the Bible too, but we read the principle. That's a basic teaching of the principles of the universe brought by Reverend Sum Young Moon. Any other thoughts about that at the moment, Stace? Well, I have a thought that, yeah, this we fall short. When we fall short, we should pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and start doing what's right. Make amends if you need to, but start doing what's right. And you'll be in a better place, in a better uh, frame of mind and uh, heart. Yeah, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of tendency towards self-crimination. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, you should repent, but you shouldn't, like, beat yourself up, you know, and put yourself in a position where you can't move ahead. Repent, you know. If but then move ahead. Don't get bogged down. And avoid those kind of things that will cause you to sin, like the carnal things like getting involved excessively in the carnal desires, like food and sleep and external things. <laughs> Not so much saying you're wrong with food and sleep, but, you know, those kind of things that would be taken excessively and sexual desire, where by that I mean sexual desire that's outside of God's realm. It's good within marriage and your wife, but otherwise you want to avoid, you know, having sex outside of marriage and keep yourself pure and not have sex before you are married. So you want to evolve those things like pornography and sexual images and those Carnal kind of sex. things that can sexual damage good in a married your spirit. Like, you know, the carnal type of sex we see displayed all the time in the world, you know and pornography and all those kind of things. We shouldn't be caught up in anything, you know, like that. And also we should be aware, you know, and we'll talk about more about that in the next section, but in this section, you know, that we do have, have a spiritual self and that it's a natural transition between your life on earth and the spiritual life. So you don't, you know, God doesn't like, you know, send you to hell. It's not like he sorts out, oh, you, hell. You, heaven. No, you decide that yourself. In fact, the reading this morning explained clearly that you will send yourself to hell. What happens is that you don't want to be in the place that God created, i.e. the kingdom of heaven, because you can't take it. Because if you're evil, you know, your mind can't. You're just like, don't want to be there. And you can't be there. So you want to avoid those kind of actions that would cause you to, you know, feel guilty, feel regretful. Imagine that you were in the spirit world and that you would actually have to suffer consequences or dire consequences for any evil actions you take. So your primary motivation wouldn't be that, but yet you should be well aware of that, that every action that you do, every thought that you have is recorded on your spirit self. And we'll talk more about that, you know, in the next uh, section. But absolutely, you have to be aware of that and realize that you do have a spiritual self. 
and you have a natural reciprocal relationship between your physical and spiritual self, meaning you'll go on living in the kind of state you're in. If you're living in hell on earth, then you'll live in hell in the spirit world. Or even though you might be able to hide things on earth, you're not going to be able to hide them in the spirit world, and you'll naturally end up going to the place with other people in the area that correspond you know, if we knew to the consequence your of it, state on earth. We would make amends and also avoid doing those things. Like nobody, if they actually knew the state they would be in, I'm pretty confident that 99.99% of people would avoid doing things that damage their spiritual self. So those things we should be aware of. Things like sexual sins of all kinds, stealing, hurting other people's heart, misusing and abusing people, you know, putting them down for whatever reason. All those kind of things are recorded on your spirit self. So on earth, people hide those things. You know, they might tell bald-faced lies, and, you know, say, you know, oh, they're the person of character or things like that. But in the spirit world, it's absolutely impossible to hide anything like that. So it's extremely important to be aware that you do have a spiritual self and that it does have a reciprocal relationship of give and take with your physical self. And that the most important thing you can do is to lead a life of true love where you live naturally and caring about the sake of others, not a life where you're. I encourage everybody to go on all your of social media or whatever the expense uh, platforms you use, whether it be others. Twitter or Facebook, or if none of the above, I totally understand. <laughs> and start talking about the topic absolute sexual ethics. Use that um, hashtag. Hashtag absolute sexual ethics. Because this is the issue of our day. This is the core issue. Absolute sexual ethics. And, it, you know, we see that, of course, coming out with under Biden and the alleged images of young girls, little girls, even on his uh, laptop. And who knows, you know, what he was doing there and all those kind of things. And, of course, the sexual relationship with other women, too, outside of marriage. So... We encourage you to really look at that and see what is really going on and use this hashtag pound or hashtag absolute sexual ethic. When you do that, you'll be promoting the new sexual revolution. And this is one where people are abstaining from sex before marriage and following absolute sexual ethics within marriage. Don't leave. And that is <laughs> good and beautiful and That's edifying. True. Absolute yeah, that's sexual true. ethics. Oh, don't leave home without love in your heart. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah. So I do encourage you to go to our site, visionroot.org. Sign up for the daily inspiration. And you'll find my blog there and lots and lots of resources. Do connect and read the divine principle. We also have the um, original substance of the divine principle. That's the most advanced one that... Um, True Father Reverend Moon asked everyone to study before he um, ascended or before he died in 2012. It's also called the um, root substance of the principle. So the principle means not just the teachings of the Unification Church, but it means the principle that all humanity needs to understand about God. 
So nobody's asking you to change your religion, but rather study this principle and, you know, become closer to God through knowing the principle. So we're going to conclude on that note. Do join us next week for part six. And our, we're going to have a, another great guest on next week. So we do um, thank you for joining us today. We are your co-hosts, Richard Urban and Stacey Urban. Coming to you from Historic Carpers, Prairie, West Virginia. And do have a, a beautiful time and a great time. Be sure to vote on November 3rd. And until next time, do be blessed.